I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Episode 111. That's 111. Cool Button Hockey Podcast is underway. And we begin with big news. I wouldn't say breaking news because the news came down late last week. Cool button. That's us have officially joined the Nation Network, ladies and gentlemen, coast to coast in Canada and the United States and basically around the world. If you've got the Internet and access to all the hockey pods. Craig, you were on with Frank Saravalli last week. This is great news. And it's already showed up. Casey Kasem on the charts, baby. How are you? I'm great, and it is. It's a it's a it's a great network to be with, and they do uh, a lot of different uh, podcasts. And you know, welcoming us on is something that uh, that we're really excited about. And you know what we we can get into any topic when it comes to hockey. We can even get into Seinfeld episodes. We can get into all kinds of matters that aren't just hockey. I talk about Seinfeld. I just want to talk about our wonderful producer Bruce Bolton. He just informed us he's off to the Bahamas. So I want, I'm wondering, does he still have his cabana clothes? Does he still have his cabana clothes? Because, you know, when you're going on a cruise, you, you, you need your cabana clothes. So well, I guess that's a question that we got to get answered by our producer, Bruce. Yes, I think he's going shopping. If he hasn't gone already, uh, his lovely Sam will take care of that. He's in Bahamas. You're going to be in Mexico. And I'm going to be the only one working at Florida in the All-Star game. But Bruce is actually going to be in Florida as well. So we're all world travelers here. Uh, it's a very exciting time. Can you believe we're late January and early February? Craig, it was U.S. Thanksgiving last week, wasn't it? I mean, is it just because it's been such a fun, exciting season? Like, do you believe in time flies? Like when you're 10, a year is 10% of your life. If you're 100 it's 1% of your life. So it just flies by quicker. Do, do, do you buy that theory, Mr. Button? I, I do, Mr. Cooley. I said, Cooley, I said, we watch what happens, in the summer, right? We see what all is going on in the summer and we start to see, you know, okay, let's look at this team. Let's look at that team. Let's look at these players and let's understand. And then we, we start off the season. Then we look at the uh, American Thanksgiving. Just imagine, okay? Just imagine Calgary Flames. At the beginning of the season, I picked them to win the Stanley Cup. Ooh, I'm not so sure they'll be even in the Stanley Cup playoffs. <laughs> you know, the Boston Bruins, all the questions about the Boston Bruins. 
The only question now of the Boston Bruins is, can anybody beat them for the Stanley Cup? So as we go through this and we we get these storylines and, you know, you, you look at predictions and, and and we love to have predictions. But like, you know what, if, if, if I knew exactly what was going to happen, I'll tell you what, I wouldn't be doing podcasts. I wouldn't be working on, on TV. I'd be making all kinds of money betting on the future, <laughs> not, not predicting. Because bottom line, I know one thing about predictions. There's only one thing I'm certain of. I'm going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, well, we all be in the Cayman Islands. And for those who, uh, it reminds me of those uh, 90s, 1-800 football numbers where 50% of the callers are directed to the Bills will win, which they didn't. 50% are directed to the Bengals will win. And those people are like, see, honey, I called and they told me the Bengals would win. And then they directed callers. Uh, you know, it's uh, you got to be careful out there. You know, kids, if something feels like it's too good to be true, uh, other than this podcast and the deal with Nation Network, it probably is. It probably is. And you know what? It probably felt too good to be true that the Vancouver Canucks, in switching things up, that all you do is add water, you you change the front office, you know, I'm in town now. If you have to tell people you're the smartest person in the room, you're usually not. And this has been, they just ran a CBC documentary on Harold Ballard, Aaron Gord Stelic was in it. This has been Harold Ballard-like in Vancouver. Harold Ballard-like. with the hand. You want to fire Bruce Boudreaux? Hey, I like Bruce. I get it. They're 27th in the league. They, they, it's not working this year. It's always in life how you go about something, how you talk to an employee, your kid. You berate your kid because they dropped their ice cream because they weren't looking. You put your arm around them. You're in a public spot. It's almost as if it's not just the message, but how you deliver the message. Bruce looking around maybe for the final time in his NHL or pro career from the NHL to the American League to coaching and everything else. People are just saying it's not how you deal with people. It's it's you don't want the coach. There's a way to do it. This has been an unmitigated disaster this year, almost from the beginning of the year with the quote that Jim Rutherford said he didn't like training camp. If he didn't like training camp, why did we find out about it after hours? Should have talked to Bruce about it earlier. So from day one, I think what people are saying, we know you have the right to fire your coach. It's the way you've gone about it. Is that what bugs you the most, Craig? That's what bugs me the most. 100%. I mean, 100%. I've said this all the way through. And, and, and Jim Rutherford's leading the organization. It's his prerogative to, if you want to change the coach, change the coach. And, and we can agree with it or think it'll make a difference or it won't make a difference. We can assess the team, right? And, 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 and that's what you do. But the manner in which they went about it was 100% wrong. There was no right about it. There was nothing right about it. And even when I heard Jim talk about uh, in the press conference introducing Rick Tockett, he said, well, maybe my problem is is being too honest. No, that wasn't your problem, Jim. Your problem was the treatment of Bruce Boudreaux. <laughs> like, you know, let's be very clear here. Last year, when Jim Rutherford came into the organization, there was uh, the accolades he he received for being progressive, hiring Emily Castonguay, hiring Cammy Granado, Patrick Alvina, European general manager, Rachel Dory coming in. I mean, they, they were well-deserved. They were well-deserved accolades for Jim Rutherford. But just as well-deserved is the criticism in the treatment of Bruce Boudreaux. So, you know what, that that's part and parcel of the job. You know what, if you're going to get the accolades for things well done, and deservedly so, you get them. But the criticism that he has received, 100% deserved. And, you know, you think about the whole process that went on much, much too long. 
And I, I and I'm not like, and I'm not talking about, you know, is Bruce a good coach? Is he not a good coach? I'm not, I'm talking about the treatment of a person that I would say, I wouldn't say bordered. It was public humiliation. That's what I would call it. And I think you're bang on. And to watch some of the stuff at the end and the press conferences and the emotional Bruce, there it is on Saturday. Oh. And see, Bruce's record had been really, really good. And I don't think the team quit on Bruce because they finished two and 10, which really makes the 50, 40 and 13 look worse than it was because it sucked the life out of Bruce, the players and the team. And, and that's what makes it look worse. Cause then you're like, well, here's the numbers. Look, you know, I have the right to fire my coach and it's just not working. It's just almost as if it was a perfect vacuum to get in there and suck the heart and energy. Tyler Myers said it. And then they had the situation with Tanner Pearson and then Quinn Hughes is talking about it. So all of these things together spinning around and the players are like, and never mind some of the competition, like Edmonton, Colorado. Okay, that's fine. You still have to beat those teams. But they were they were Apollo 13 going into that stretch. And that 12-game stretch, if you take the 12, if they did a 12-game, like, you know, they play next, right? They play Chicago at home. Like, Craig, you know a setup. This was a – they looked at the schedule, Colorado, and, at, like, come, don't play me as a, as a fool. I, I know exactly – and you know what they did. So that part of the 12 games looks worse than it was because if it was 12 games earlier, then what's Bruce? 48 – 35, like, they, oh, that record's in the five, six hundreds, and no, no. So this was kind of a perfect storm. And look, you know, Jim, Jim's been great with us when he's come on the show, when he's talked to Bruce and everything else. We all make mistakes. Um, you know, I reached out to Bruce yesterday and reached out to Rick. Rick's got to go put out some fires now and do his thing. It's nothing against Rick or the right to fire. It's not about that. Now it's about what? Getting rid of everyone? And, and Bo Horvat, is that the next step? And, and trying to get your best percentage for Connor Bedard? Like, is that the next step in Vancouver, Craig? Well, it could be one step. <laughs> I mean, l listen, the, the, the Connor Bedard uh, situation, I mean, a local Vancouver uh, player, you know, that we'll see what happens with the draft lottery and, and, and what happens at the draft. We know he's going first overall. It's just a matter of who's going to have the first overall pick. Come back to me on this, because I want to talk about Columbus and Johnny Goudreau in that light. Because on Monday... Uh, Johnny Goudreau is returning to Calgary <laughs> with the Columbus Blue Jacks, but I want to come back to that. So, you know, it, it, is it one thing that, that Rick Tockett has to address? No, but the fundamental problem with the Vancouver Canucks it, it is still the fundamental problem. You can put Scotty Bowman and Al Arbor behind the bench and they're going to have the same fundamental problem. The blue line isn't good enough. I've said this before. The, the 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 defenders on the Vancouver blue line, I, I think I, I think they're giving you everything they have. I think they're doing as best as they can. But when you have players that aren't capable of matching up against Stamkos and Point and Kucherov, well, no kidding, they're going to get overwhelmed. It's not their fault. They're just they're just at a level below. So the fundamental problem that Bruce had is the same fundamental problem that Rick has, and it's not on Rick or Adam Flood or Sergey Goncher. It's on management to find solutions to the obvious problem. So how do you go about it? Is it with Bo Horvat? Is it with others? I mean, we've heard different comments. Oh, I might, they might have to do things that uh, don't make everybody happy. They might have to look at the core, you know, major surgery, whatever the terms they have to use. 
All I know is this, is that the Vancouver Canucks have a fundamental problem that has not been addressed. And I don't care who's behind the bench. The fundamental problem exists. So is it a fait accompli that Bo Horvat's gone? Like if you're Bo Horvat now, you've come to the realization that forget about if they up their last minute offer, I want out of here for everything that I've seen. Like I want to go and maybe, maybe there's enough money for Colorado to future me up as a second line center, what they couldn't do with Nazem Kadri. You know, if there's money there, if in theory that the cap is planning to go up and up over the years, uh, th- does he then come East young man where the competition's tighter? Uh, one point this week, the top five teams in the NHL and the overall standings East, 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 you know, what does it do for his mindset? And what happens then with JT Miller? Do they, do they, turn off that maybe early signing mistake and talk to JT and, you know, can they dump the 11 plus million that or eight plus million that's on his, like that's major surgery to me. That's major surgery. It's like saying, Craig, I want to do a, I don't know, a waist cincher reduction. And then I do it and I say, I don't like it, honey. I want to reach. They took too much off. I want to put some back on. Like it seems to me is this is not the sign of a veteran management team. Like this is, this is Harold Ballard, 1980-ish. It's almost as if, what's the plan? So can they do anything with those two players to change the narrative? Well, okay, so it's a great question, right? So I've asked the question, what was the rush to sign JT Miller? Imagine if JT Miller had one one year left on his contract. You went into the you went in knowing that salary cap issues were a problem. You knew that going in. And so now imagine what you could do with JT Miller if he was on the marketplace with an expiring contract. Just think about that, Steve. Now you're thinking about, okay, can you can you adjust? JT Miller commits to Vancouver. You know, he he decides where he's gonna go, where he doesn't. You you, you didn't have to be in that place. But they put themselves in that place. Okay, we've all found ourselves in places and we go, oh, geez, I'm in a pickle. How do I get out of this pickle? Well, that's what the, that, the, the Vancouver Canucks have nobody to blame but themselves for that. Bo Horvat, I can't speak for Bo Horvat, but Steve, I'll ask you this. When you, when you go to work, do, do, do you want to be in a place that you feel comfortable working in? Do you want to be in a place that you feel you can be at your best, do you, do, where you're pleasant? where there's an environment around you where you can have an opportunity for success. And I'm not going to tell Bo Horvat that he's in one or not, but those are the, the, those are the evaluation questions that one asks themselves. Bo Horvat is the captain. I listened to him on, I, I believe it was Saturday night. I forget if it was Saturday. But I, I, I was so impressed. 100% class, 100% class, 100% leader. I don't think Bo Horvat lacks any confidence in his abilities. I don't think Bo Horvat lacks any confidence in his in his opportunities that may exist outside of Vancouver. And when you consider everything that's unfolded, and remember, it goes all the way back to the fall. It does. This didn't happen when Bo Horvat hit twenty five goals. This went all the way back to the fall. And you know, when you when I think about everything and your captain, and you know, this is you're also sending a message to everybody else. I love the Toronto Maple Leafs. What did everybody say in that documentary? Geez, they had a team that could have won a Stanley Cup. I think, I, I believe it was Jim McKenney in the in the Harold Ballard story that said, we could have won four, four, four or five cups in the 70s. But all Harold Ballard did was dismantle the team, took away all the good players. Think about that. 
you know, and and I, listen, the Vancouver Canucks are not there, and and, and to suggest that, but what you got to look at is the environment you've created for your players and everybody else that's working in the organization. Well, you know what? I wouldn't bet on the Vancouver Canucks winning the Connor Bedard sweepstakes because it's almost as if the hockey gods believe in karma. And they might say to themselves, the same way the Leafs weren't going to be so bad in 84 to get Mario Lemieux because they didn't deserve it with the way the franchise was run. It's almost as if the hockey gods are saying, you know what? Not Connor Bedard returning home because you know what? The way things have gone, at least this year, you guys don't deserve it. Sports Interaction is Canada's sports book. Here's how it works. Log on to SIA.com and click on Cool Button Pod. That's us. Sign up, deposit, play, and have fun. I'm going to talk pond hockey in St. Louis Wednesday. Craig's got Tuesday, Craig. And, and I'm going right to Pittsburgh. The Steel City, the Penguins, the Florida Panthers are rolling into town there. Florida Panthers are up against it. But so are the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, Tristan Jari's back in the net. The Florida Panthers aren't great defensively. Right now, the Penguins aren't either. But here's what I'm doing. I'm taking the Penguins at home. They played a tight game on Sunday versus the Devils. Good sign. That's bad for the Florida Panthers. I'm taking Kachuk to get two points, including one goal in those two points. And Sidney Crosby continues on his toward pace in his 18th season. Two points for Sid the Kid. Wednesday, I like the Blues over the Buffalo Sabres. Buffalo second in the league in offense, and the Blues are scoring over three goals a game. The key here is each team can't defend. They each give up three and a half goals a game. Three and a half and three and a half. That's seven. It's pond hockey. Blues on the money line. Take the over. And if you're feeling frisky, Jordan Cairo has been filling the net and should be going to the All-Star game. Oh, and by the way, both teams can't kill a penalty. Blues 25th, Sabres 27th. That's my Wednesday matchup. Canada Sportsbook is Sports Interaction. Log on to SIA.com and click on the cool button link. Sign up and deposit today. Please gamble responsibly. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Well, you alluded to it a little earlier, which was a nice tease. So I'm reading Johnny Goodrow's comments. It will be fun to go back to Calgary. Fun? 
might have been fun for Sean Monahan. I think Sean Monahan's situation is a lot different. We could get into Matthew Kachuk, and maybe it'll be similar. Or this could be Eichel-ish when he went back to Buffalo and they kind of, you know, told them how they felt. So I know Canadians are different. United Empire loyalists versus the uh, rebel against the Brits and all. And I do believe that there is something to that. So will there be anger in Calgary? Do they not care now because they're actually playing a little bit better? Like that's a nice win against Tampa, Mr. Craig Button. And I guess I'll end it with this as it's on the table here on the silver platter. Did Johnny Goodrow make a mistake? Not necessarily in leaving Calgary, but signing with the Columbus Blue Jackets the floor is yours. Well, I don't know what question to answer first, but it seems that the second question, which is the biggest question, should be the one I should lead with. And then I'll get into Calgary, even though it's a big night on Monday. And, and, and we can wait to talk about that. Could I ask you this question? Could Johnny Goudreau end up being the smartest player on the planet? Patrick Laine signing a long-term contract in Columbus as well, considering that at this recording, the best odds to acquire Connor Bedard in the uh, in the 2023 draft belong to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Huh. What would the Columbus Blue Jackets look like with a line of Johnny Goudreau, Connor Bedard, and Patrick Laine? Whoa, baby. And, you know, they still have Wierenski. They have a lot of good young players. Cole Sillinger. Like, they have some good young players there. Like, let's not forget about that. Just because you're at the bottom of the league doesn't mean you can't find your way. And... Think about that. Think about Connor Bedard playing between Goudreau and Line. Maybe Johnny Goudreau, without knowing that this was going to happen, may end up coming out of this smelling like roses. Smelling like roses, my friend. Is that not a possibility? It is. Well, there's a 75% or 74.5% that it doesn't happen. And Connor ends up in a whole bunch of other places. And then we could bring up Philadelphia. We could bring up why, and maybe the Devils never needed him. Maybe Lou was playing him off. No other options that he knew about. We kind of believe at 4 o'clock when the call came through from Goudreau's agent to Yarmo Kekalainen, Yarmo went, oh, I guess we're in on this. So he said, why not? We got cap space. We need help. He's a good player. He wants to come closer to home. It's just a weird situation. And, and you're right. Judging... Crosby's first year in Pittsburgh or Joe Thornton's first year in the NHL. Oh, Sergey Samsonov is better because, you know, look what he's doing compared to Joe because he played in the IHL. Yeah, well, Joe just retired recently and we haven't heard about Samsonov in 15 years. So I think it's, you know, it is dangerous to, to plan early, but I think that there were a lot of elements in play. And will the fans feel snubbed in Calgary or because... Uyghur's playing better, and Huberto's playing better, and Kadri was brought in, which wouldn't have been if those other two guys stayed. And they've turned off this into a, a playoff chase. There's a lot of moving parts in play here. Do fans just feel snubbed, Craig? Like, well, they feel snubbed because I get it. If Bedard shows up now, now even one guy is even Mario took seven years, Craig. It took seven years, and Johnny's contract will expire by then. But anyway. I love it because there's a lot of moving parts here, isn't there? Well, there's moving parts, but like, again, like, you know, go back to the Chicago Blackhawks. In uh, in 2006, they drafted Jonathan Tays third overall. 
And in 2007, they won the lottery and picked first and got Kane. They already had Duncan Keith and Brent Seabrook, and they traded for Patrick. Schoen. They had lots of other pieces in place. So, like, you know, I can tell you this about management. If you don't get the pieces in place, you might not benefit when other pieces become available. And, and if it's Connor Bedard, what, what a piece you're adding, right? Like, the reason the Pittsburgh Penguins were no good when Mario came in is because they didn't have pieces. <laughs> it took time, right? The reason that the Pittsburgh Penguins went to the Stanley Cup in 2008 you know, after Sydney in, in after Sydney had been drafted in 05, is they had a lot of pieces in place. Malkin, Latang, they drafted Jordan Stahl, you know, they had Mark Andre Fleury. So don't think that you know, you want to look at teams that are in trouble, look at teams that don't have pieces in place. So Columbus right now, you know, has some pieces and some really good players in place and some good prospects. Connor Bedard would just push it over the top. Anyway, that being said, Johnny Goudreau will be feted. In, in Calgary on Monday evening because of what he gave this franchise. He gave this franchise brilliant hockey during his entire tenure. You look back at what, from the time Johnny Goudreau entered the league full-time, I think he's seventh overall in points, a point of game player and exciting player. And, 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 and the player that was lots of doubts around him. And all he did was just, all he did was tell every single doubter, Here's what I got. Keep doubting me if you want. And I think that they'll have a fantastic tribute video for him. He'll be fed it. Hey, listen, when the game starts and he touches the puck, they might fool him. But they're, they're not looking at Johnny Goudreau right now. And, and when you think about, too, and you think about Johnny and Columbus, you know, I, I was thinking about this on the weekend that maybe Jonathan Huberto, the adjustment has been a lot harder than anybody would have imagined. Maybe next year is the year to really start to look at Jonathan Huberto being able to get back to the level that he was at. I, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. I'm just saying that might be a reality. We've seen that happen with other players. And how many times do we write off a player too soon? And I'm not talking about when they're aging. I'm talking about, oh, geez, what a bad trade. Let's just hang on here a second. Let's just wait and see. Bottom line is, I think Jonathan Huber is a really good hockey player. I think Jonathan uh, Johnny Goudreau is a really good hockey player. At the end of the day, I think that their record of accomplishment is significant. I think they've proven it over time. A little bit of an off year uh, doesn't mean that they're still not good players. And that's so well said because, and I gave the examples of Thornton and Samsonov after half a year, you got to go back to what people are saying. And people are too quick to judge. They're too quick to judge in a game when you're down to nothing. They're too quick to judge when a player gets off to a slow start in his career they're too quick to judge when something's going well, that this is what we've got in this guy. Well, just just relax. He's not going to score at that pace. You know, we have to realize that there always is strength of schedule, market correction. And this season is a, it's a marathon, the National Hockey League, not a sprint. So uh, when someone gets off to a, I remember Mark Parrish one year, oh my God, he's off to a great start. His first game, he had two and two, and then he got a, Mark Parrish will settle in to be what Mark Parrish is. Oh, which is a good rugged player could you know give you a physicality score little goals he's not gonna lead the league in scoring or score 40 goals like there's a lot that needs to settle itself out and i like the hubero comment so this might end up being you know the lowest statistical career of hubero's calgary career next to maybe his last year but then when he's comfortable he's a long way from florida and from home Big adjustment, Western Conference. That's why he kept the puck on Saturday and scored into the empty net. 
You, normally a play like that, you give it to Kadri and he gives it back to you, or you give it to Kadri and say, there you go. He wanted that one. Sometimes you need the little spark. So I felt Huberto went into the empty net himself because he wanted that one. And you have to realize, you know, the little things that we read inside a player's head and think why they do that, why they want that. And we don't know for sure, but we assume the same way I say of all the losers, right? And, and Vancouver's not in that category. St. Louis is in that category. Detroit's not in the category. Of the losers, of there's the big five, you know, to me, Columbus and Arizona. Settling Columbus for the future with Bedard there, as you mentioned with Lining and Goodrow, or Bedard in the desert to kind of settle that franchise, to be the Mario, you go there. To be that kind of player, that that's where I see them needing him the most you know for the for the glamour chicago montreal for the feel good story vancouver but then some people think not with this management team not with this management team so that's how i kind of look at you know and if it was san jose that would be good to springboard them but columbus needs something cuz right now they're them in arizona are at a spot where they're franchise 31 and 32 and they know it don't 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 think that we don't know it. If you're looking at tickets and you're going to go to games and you're going to rank the teams, Bedard in Columbus or Arizona would be the V8 shot, Costanza, that would really help those two cities. And they probably need him, in my opinion, Craig, the most. Yeah, no question. So my final thought is real simple, and I'm going to finish here real quick. The devil is in the details. And the details of the New Jersey Devils are outstanding. I really believed in that team. I know they went through a little bit of a spell there where there's a lot of question marks about, oh, yeah, I hear now they're coming back to Earth. No, no. Their Earth was at a higher altitude than most other teams. And they're showing that. They go to the West Coast and they have lots of success. They come back. They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, my friend Amanda Stein, you know, she tweeted out, Pens win. Then she had to take back the tweet and say, wait a sec, there's a penalty. And then on the power play, the Devils win. I'm on the Devils bandwagon. I like that team. Well, we're going to come up to uh, the 20-year anniversary of the 03, the third of the Stanley Cups. Our buddy Ken Danico. I joked around with Ken and Rupper. I was going to crash that party. It's somewhere uh, in East Rutherford, Craig. So uh, if you find the location, maybe we'll just show up before they kick us out. Um, the devil's in the details. And the architect of that group, my final thought is Lou Lamorello. The honors have to decide what they are, what they think they are, and where they're going from here. Because you've said before, ninth in the conference is the worst position in hockey. Sixth in the Metro is the second worst position in hockey. Are the honors in or are they out? Lou doesn't need to hear it from me. He's the godfather. But the Devils need to make a decision. Sorry. The Islanders need to make a decision. Are they with the Devils on those other teams, do they think? Or is it time to retool? That's an interesting thing to watch heading into the trade deadline. We're so happy to be part of the Nation Network, everybody. For Bruce Bolton, producer, in his Copa Cabana gear, getting ready for the cruise. Craig Button, aloha. No, that's Hawaii, not Mexico. Um, he'll be there next week. I'm Steve Coolius. Thanks for listening to 111. We'll reconvene later this week with 112 on the Cool Button Hockey Podcast. Mom. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.